Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Thanh Nguyen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max. And listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. What does Friday really mean, though? Did I say that last week? I can't even remember. From WBEZ Chicago, this is Nerdette. Good morning. I'm Greta Johnson. It is Friday, March 27th, and I am on the floor of my bedroom closet, which means this must be another edition of The Introvert's Guide to the Good Life. So today I'm very excited to tell you that we are going to talk all about books. We're going to hear from a whole bunch of you amazing listeners who have so many great recommendations on things to read during what Trisha Bobita likes to call the weird times. But first, I thought we should check in with my friend Rebecca George. Rebecca owns Volumes Book Cafe here in Chicago. There are so many amazing bookstores in Chicago that I cannot say I have a favorite. But I will say Volumes is like the most walkable from my home, which means it does hold a special place in my heart. As you know, as you must do these days, I started my chat with Rebecca by just asking her how she's doing. As a human or as a store? <laughs> Let's start with your humanity. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm okay. Obviously, things could be worse in life. I'm, you know, alone, so that is problematic in a number of ways, but um, at least I have books to keep me company as one does right absolutely Um, I can relate to that very much also as a person who lives alone yeah it's finally evening out a little bit um the first week was you know crying every 10 minutes but that stopped at least so that's good (laughs) yeah I'm okay I'm okay obviously like I said things could be worse so I'm thankful I'm here and that I can do the things that I can do right now totally Okay, so let's talk about you as a store. The store is closed, but you're still taking orders. Is that right? Yes, we are still taking orders. We've been shipping them direct to people. We've done some curbside pickup. Is it fair to say this is the busiest you've been? Um, it's just different. It's, we literally had to pivot our entire business model uh, overnight. And that's been a lot of adjustment to that. Bookstores in general, we are all kind of held together with, you know, tape and love and um, binding glue or something. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And that's pretty much all bookstores. We have such notoriously tight, tight margins compared to other products. Our products are, the margins are set by somebody else. So, I mean, I'm used to always being in a panic and hiding it very well (laughs) yeah you seem pretty calm all the time I know everyone thinks like it's all great um but inside I'm like no (laughs) Uh, and I'm sure most bookstores would would relate to me on that um very good at masking it speaking of bookstores like if somebody if somebody was like 
you know, trying to figure out the thing they could do that would be the most helpful for their neighborhood independent bookstore. Maybe they're in Chicago, maybe they're in, I don't know, Maine or, you know, wherever in the U.S. What's the best thing that they can do right now? You know, if you don't need a lot of books right now, but you just want to make sure like they're going to be there in a month or two or whenever, um, I think gift cards are definitely um, helpful. And that could be different with a lot of bookstores. I would say reach out and be like, how can I help? You know? Awesome. So have you, I'm so curious, like themes and what people are reading. I mean, cause you always like yeah. normally you're like standing behind the counter at the bookstore. You're literally watching books go off the shelves and seeing yeah. like, what people seem interested in, but you can do kind of the same thing with these online orders, right? Like, is yeah. there anything in particular, like, what do you think is sort of like the biggest like genre that people are going for right now? Um, I definitely have seen a huge uptick in fantasy and sci-fi. And I, I almost feel like I've been pushing that too. Like you need a, a super escape. And I also think that that's a good move just because in general, fantasy and sci-fi do a lot of thought experiments. I mean, that's kind of the premise for m- much of them of, you know, how does humanity react to X, Y, and Z? There has been a lot of apocalyptic fiction um, and disease specific apocalyptic fiction Um, so you're saying people are buying like pandemic novels right now yes yes so that that in the fiction category that's definitely there um i also see a lot of books that like have been pretty big over the last two or three years and i think they're just thinking oh i can finally get to that book i've seen definitely seen a lot of that anything from like where the crawdads sing to uh, now with the TV show, Little Fires Everywhere is a big one um, for the apocalypse. I love the idea of like procrastination reading. Yeah. Um, and like classics, lots of classics. I mean, yeah. Why not try Crime and Punishment? You've got right. time. Right. I've seen a lot of Jane Austen. I've seen um, Upton Sinclair, some Tolstoy even. And then aside from that, out of the fiction realm, so many cookbooks. And I think that's really interesting to me because either they want to try something new or this is an opportunity to kind of try some new recipes or they have no idea how to cook. And, uh, and this is the opportunity to learn, I guess. Well, and is it like super obvious which kind of person it is? Cause it's either like cooking for dummies or like Otolenghi simple. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Well, thank you for taking the time to chat. It's nice to hear from you. Nice to hear from you too. Sending you all the love. So before I let Rebecca go, I asked her what she's reading in her like obviously abundant free time. And she said she just picked up Kevin Wilson's Nothing to See Here and she's really enjoying it, which I have to say is a really great book. If you haven't read it, you absolutely should. All right, here is the part of the show where we get to hear from you all about all the books y'all are reading. I cannot wait to hear this. Hi, Nerdette. This is Laura calling from Washington State. Hi, Nerdette. 
It's Anne from the Netherlands. This is Carolyn Lasko. Emily Hodge here. Long time no talk since the Testaments and all the talk about the warm milk that they kept constantly drinking. <laughs> this is Caitlin in Tucson, Arizona. This is Sarah in Chattanooga. I love your book club. This is Molly. I'm in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. This is Tia from Anchorage, Alaska. Babe. Hi Greta, this mm. is Tiff and Artemisia from Albuquerque, New Mexico. This is Liz from Minnesota and I just finished and highly recommend Emergency Contact yes. by Mary H.K. Choi. Hi, this is Leslie from Northbrook, Illinois and the one book that is getting me through this time is called The Best Cook in the World, Tales from My Mama's Table by Rick Bragg. Hmm. We've been really enjoying the Expanse series, the James S. A. Corey series of space sci-fi novels on audiobook, of course. I'm reading The Sweetness at the Bottom of the Pie by Alan Bradley. The trilogy by Justin Cronin. It is about a pandemic sweeping the globe <laughs> that turns people into vampires. No. I've been reading A Gentleman in Moscow, which is actually a couple years old, I guess. My suggestion is A Gentleman in Moscow by Amor Tolls. I'm like halfway through the book and I really appreciate his thoughts on being on house arrest in Moscow in a hotel. And it's perfect for this time. How to make the best out of a bad situation and how to live when you're stranded in actually one house. The book I am reading right now and I'm almost finished with is called We Ride Upon Sticks oh, yeah. by Quan Berry about a varsity high school girls field hockey team in 1989 in New England and they become low-key witches. It is <laughs> so perfect. I just finished Wolf Hall by Hilary Mantel and I'm super excited to finish off the series, the Thomas Cromwell series with um, her new book that just came out earlier this month. I have been reading and enjoying Bringing Down the Duke by Evie Dunmore. It's a very fun read. It's a great form of escapism, and I highly recommend it during this difficult time. I usually read quite a heavy subject matter books, but now I'm trying to pick up some rom-coms. The truth is, uh, I just want to be taken far, far away. So what I'm reading is The Kinship of Secrets, by Eugenia Kim. And this is a shout out to my field hockey teammates right now. Sarah, Emily, Aaron, Mona, Anne, Megan, Coach Dunn, <laughs> Simone, Jackie, Emily. I guess I said Emily already. You guys, get this book, read this book. Let's talk about it. Anyway, I'm really enjoying the podcast. And I hope everyone is staying safe and healthy. Stay healthy, stay sane. Thanks, Nerdette. Bye. Thanks so much for all you do. Happy reading. Wow, why did the like field hockey team member shout out make me tear up? I guess you just never know what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, man, that was so beautiful. I loved all of them. Thank you so much. I have to say, I do really agree that... It's nice to have something lighter to read these days. I feel like my attention span has just been so frazzled. Um, I've really been enjoying American Royals, which is like, you know, if George Washington had decided to be king after all, and we had the royals like in England, except they're here and it's just like princesses. It's like Gossip Girl Squared. It's delightful. And yeah, there's like a hot 
bodyguard, and I just am delighted. Anyway, speaking of books, book club is happening next Friday. Our book club pick is The Glass Hotel. It's by Emily St. John Mandel. It is out in the world. You can get it now. Read it. Then send us any questions or notions or suggestions or ideas for what to discuss. You can do the same thing where you record yourself and email it to us at nerdatpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to tell us your name and where you're calling from because, you know, the whole thing is just way more fun when we're in it together from a distance. Social Distancing Book Club, y'all. It's happening next Friday. So last Friday on Nerdette, we celebrated Mr. Rogers' birthday. And these days, I feel like, are just a really good time to remember that thing that Mr. Rogers always said that his mother used to tell him about how to stay optimistic during troubling times. She would say, always look for the helpers. There will always be helpers, you know, even just on the sidelines. Well, I am here to tell you, I found a helper. We got the federal go-ahead and we went from literally making whiskey and gin to uh, making hand sanitizer. We, sh- we shipped out the first uh, gallons on Monday. Well, yeah, I don't even all the days are a blur now, but yesterday, I think that was Monday. That's Sonnet Beernicker Hart. She's president and co-founder of Koval Distillery here in Chicago. Normally, their huge still makes whiskey and gin. But now they're using a recipe from the World Health Organization to make hand sanitizer. It wasn't exactly easy for this big company to like completely shift gears from making one thing to making something totally different. But Biernicker Hart says there was no question about whether they'd do it. Anybody that is in a position to help us battle this this scourge, this pandemic, um, rises to the occasion. And I feel that it's it's such an amazing moment. Uh, to see the community coming together, to see businesses coming together, uh, to see people pivoting and changing because it's absolutely necessary. And it's because of these types of actions that we have a chance. First on their mailing list is first responders here in Chicago and next is nursing homes. It's an honor and a privilege, and I just hope we get through this uh, onto the other side so that we can go back to enjoying whiskey and gin. (laughs) How cool is that? One more thing you don't want to miss in just a minute. Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Thanh Nguyen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max, and listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. 68 years ago today. A musical film starring Gene Kelly and Debbie Reynolds premiered at Radio City Music Hall in New York. It was called Singing in the Rain. I'm singing in the rain, just singing in the rain. What a glorious feeling, I'm happy again. I'm laughing at clouds, so dark up above. The sun's in my heart, and I'm ready for love. 
I feel like this is a great song for these weird times. Like, if you can stomp around in a puddle and let yourself have a good time in a legit deluge, call that a win. Also, apparently, when Gene Kelly performed the title number, he had a fever of 101 degrees, and that was his first take. So, I don't know what you want to do with that fun fact, but here we are. All right, that's it for today. The show is produced by Justin Bull. Our executive producer is Brendan Banaszak. Take care, y'all. From where I stand, the sun is shining all over the place. Just kidding. I'm in a closet. (laughs) Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Tanwen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Macs and listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.